Hey there, it's your career insider, Cindy Thomas. Welcome to season three of the Insiders Career Club podcast, where industry professionals share the inside, they've got that in air quotes, scoop on their careers. Listeners know that I'm an HR career professional who's been in TA for over 25 years. But did you also know that I coach clients and help them plan and grow their careers, manage career transitions, help refine your interviewing skills, or I can help you work on a job search strategy. Now, have you been passed over for a promotion or a raise? Maybe you're frustrated because you're interviewing but not getting the job offer. If that's happened to you, let me help you get back on track. Sign up for a free coaching call today with me at insiderscareerclub.com. Remember, it's possible for you to have a great and a fulfilling career. Let's get you the career you deserve. Now, don't go anywhere. Up next is a great podcast. Stay tuned. Our special guest today is Daniel Blue. At 19, he was addicted to Oxy, became a father, and dropped out of college. Some people would say, three strikes, you're out. But now he owns his own business, Quest Education, a company that helps entrepreneurs get capital for their companies, helps them pay off high interest debt, and make tax-free money using a self-directed retirement account. He has clients in all 50 states, and his business has reached the seven-figure mark two years in a row. Let's welcome him into the show. Hey, Daniel, it's Cindy. I am welcoming you in to the Inside This Career Club podcast. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm really good. Let's learn a little about you. Where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Oceanside, California. Ah, you're a California baby like me. Yeah. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Northern California, and I know people think it's two states. Um, I was born in Oakland, California, and now I live in Hayward. You know, never veered too far from the Bay Area. Always lived here. Nice, nice. Did you have a big family? Yeah, I had uh, a loving mother. I had a, an average middle-of-the-road childhood. When I did turn 12, my parents got divorced, and my dad ended up moving to Mexico. Left my mom and I. Definitely, that's where some some challenges uh, popped up when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, where it was just my mom and I. You know, we went through the the struggles, her trying to raise a teenage child that had um, a whole lot of pimples coming up because of all the hormones. And we all know how pain in the butt teenagers can be. So so bless my mom's heart for, for putting up with me. You know, it's unfortunate because that tends to be right about the age you really spend more time with your, your father, you know, you need them. They, they really kind of get more involved with you in those teenage years because they understand what it's like. So I'm sure that that was a bit of a challenge. So why don't you share your career path with our listeners? Yeah. So I got into the sales space when I turned 18 years old and I got into the real estate arena. And in that space, I was introduced to the concept of using a retirement account to invest into real estate where people could use their retirement accounts to flip a house. Uh, They could use their retirement account to purchase a rental house. 
Mm-hmm. And I thought that was unique because I didn't know that 401ks and IRAs could invest in real estate. I always thought those types of retirement accounts could only invest into stocks. Uh-huh. And that's when I was introduced to the self-directed retirement account world. And I thought, I like this. This is really, really cool. And a lot of people don't know about this. And, and I think they should. And I knew that was a space I wanted to get involved with. So mm-hmm. I ended up getting involved in, in the industry, the self-directed retirement account world back in 2014. And I worked for a company for a number of years. I was blessed to be surrounded by people that I could soak it all in and, and learn from. And mm-hmm. I rolled up my sleeves and, and put in the work over the years and got to a point after you know having a, a pretty successful career as, a, as an employee Four years ago, I thought, you know, let's let's start my own thing. I, I like the idea of having my own business. I didn't grow up with money. I didn't grow up with a family of entrepreneurs, but I mm-hmm. grew up playing sports. So the, the, the idea of, of competing and working together as a team, I feel like I've always had some kind of leadership skills, qualities around. And I just thought, you know, let me kind of put it all together and, and give this business owner hat a try on and, and see what happens. And that was four years ago. And, and here we are today. OK, now I know that you did have some bumps along the way. Do you want to share a little bit about that with us? Yeah. So I think when we look at a lot of the mistakes that, that we've made, a lot of our adversity, a lot of the things that we end up masking has a lot to do with our childhood, right? I think we all can agree between the ages of, you know, six to 15, 18 years old, you know, there's probably one or two things that you could remember that you'll never forget the rest of your life. And usually those are things that, you know, have some kind of negative attachment to them. And until you can find a way to turn that negative into a positive, it's, it's going to be tough sledding for you. And, and that was me when my dad left, when he moved to Mexico, that, that crushed my, my soul, it broke my heart because yeah. he and I were really close. So when he moved to a different country, I didn't know why he left, why he didn't come back. I, I just knew he was out of my life and we stopped talking. So I held on to that resentment, a lot of that anger growing up. And I started to mask a lot of, that anger and disappointment when I was 18 years old, I I got addicted to a nasty pill called Oxycontin. And for those Mm -hmm. who don't know, know, Oxycontin is kind of in the same family of like Loratab, Percocet. It's basically, it's, it's an opiate. It's a, Mm -hmm. you know, heroin in the form of a pill. So it's really addicting. So I, I got involved in that nasty space in 2007. I'm 18 years old at the time. And I'm 18 years old. I'm using pills every single day. And I find out that I'm having a daughter. You know, that was obviously not planned. You know, here I was just this, this druggie that was having a kid. You know, looking back, it was the best thing that could have happened for me. I, I truly believe that was God's way of saying, hey, man, like you are being such a disappointment to your mom and you are making a lot of mistakes in your life and you're going down a scary, scary path. Here's your one shot to redeem yourself. Here's your one shot to turn back around the Mm -hmm. dark road you're going down and and redirect. You know, definitely that was, uh, you know, a godsend having my daughter, Isabella, born. You know, I've been clean since uh, 2009. You know, I was able to finally... You know, turn that negative into a positive, like I mentioned earlier, where mm-hmm. you know, instead of being angry at my dad, I was grateful that he left because it allowed me to become closer to my mom. It it taught me to grow up a lot faster. It, it, it gave me a lot more tools that I could use to, you know, be stronger 
because of that void that my dad le- left and I found a way to forgive him and, and find some peace and, you know, just was grateful that all of it happened and it went down the way it went down. And once I got to that point, instead of being angry and a victim, it allowed me to find a lot more peace in my life and, and just move forward. How did you do that, Daniel? How did you make that leap? Because that is a big leap. It's not only changing your mindset, but there had to be some other things that you probably did because growth takes time, right? And you have to be dedicated to it and stick with it. And that's not an easy thing to do. Just breaking the cycle. And and maybe the cycle that you want to break is, you know, no one in your family has gone to school. So you wanted to get a degree or no one in your family has started a business. You want to start a business or, Mm -hmm. you know, your family is full of people that got divorced. So you want to break that cycle. Right. So, you know, for, for me, my dad leaving me, Looking back at it, I didn't know until, you know, much later in life. But part of my story is my daughter. When my daughter was born, I wasn't there in the hospital. I was just so, so in a dark place. I was just using pills uh, in in, in, uh, just an extreme way. So Mm -hmm. I didn't see my daughter until she was two weeks old. And when I finally saw her, I remember holding her and I remember looking down at her. I remember thinking, and this is just crazy. Like the fact that that is my daughter, my blood is in her blood. This whole idea of of being a parent, it's just so surreal, so special. What a magnificent experience this is. In that moment, I started thinking about my dad and I started thinking about even though he was a knucklehead and made some bad choices, Mm -hmm. I bet he feels the same way, the way I feel right now. You know, here I was in this situation where I wasn't perfect. I'm a father and and I'd been making a lot of mistakes. And I thought, you know, I'm just grateful. And that's where that gratitude came into place is Mm -hmm. I'm just grateful that I actually had a dad growing up. I'm grateful that he was in my life until I was 12 years old. I had 12 great years with him. I'm just grateful that, you know, he was a really good dad during those years. I'm I'm grateful that he left because like, like I said, I didn't have a dad show me how to drive a car. I didn't have a dad show me how to tie a tie. Mm-hmm. But because I didn't have a dad, you know, my mom and I went through a lot of struggle and a lot of adversity. And on the other side of that struggle, you know, is success. It, it, it is growth. And there was a lot of growth between my mom and I because of that. And we wouldn't have had that if my dad stuck around. So I just flipped that switch, you know, when I held my own daughter and, you know, it, it helped me just kind of change my perspective. Wow. Kudos to you for you know, coming out the other side of that on top, because there are a lot of people that kind of just continue to spiral down. And, you know, the whole nation was a lot of people in this nation were innocently taking those pills, not realizing what it was doing to them, because, you know, the pharmaceutical companies didn't really let them know how addictive it was. I don't think anybody knew that for a long time. And then by the time they did, the damage was done to a lot of people in in our society. So kudos to you for coming out the other side because it surely could have turned out differently. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really grateful that I didn't have to experience some of the things that we see now. You know, now you've got you know a drug called fentanyl that's just super super yeah, strong. And uh, yeah, it's it's certainly scary out there for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I hear stories all the time. I mean, including just as an example of it, I don't even know where it was in the playground, but some little 10 month old baby somehow had a an experience with fentanyl. It was the mother had taken them to a park and poor little thing. He you know, must have ingested it or touched it or something. 
next thing you know, he's in the hospital and they're trying to save his life. So, I mean, that that's just amazing. Since you have a daughter, uh, we always hear about how difficult it is to be a woman with a child because traditionally women are the ones that are the major caregivers. But we never really talk much how it affects men. So how has being a parent impacted you in general as a human being? And how has it affected your career? When you have a daughter, it, it just makes you just a little bit more empathetic. Your, your heart becomes a little softer. You know, you, you just kind of look at things a, a little bit differently. At least me personally, that's kind of how I, I view things, right? You know, I, I grew up playing sports, being in locker rooms with my friends, and then you grow up and you're hanging with the guys, right? But then when you have a daughter, right, it mm-hmm. just, uh, you know, the world is just, you see the, the world through a different lens, it's a, it's a special thing. It's, it's something that you want to make sure that, you know, there's that saying that, you know, your, your daughter is going to end up marrying somebody that resembles you, her dad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's true or not, but what I do know is true is, is our kids are watching. They're always watching and Absolutely. they might not act like they're listening, right? They hear you, but they might not act like they're listening because they just roll their eyes and they're just like, whatever. Right. But mm-hmm. they're, they're watching, they're, they're taking notes mental notes. And it's, it's easy to forget about that because, you know, in, in technology uh, in 2022, everyone's just on their phones and, you know, not present as much, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. telling you, they're, they're watching you. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really easy to be a parent and say, well, son, well, daughter, you can be anything you want to be in this world. But then you as the parent, what kind of example are you, are you living, right? Are you not living up to your potential? Are you cutting corners in your personal life, your fitness, your work life, your business life, your family life, right? Like those corners that you're cutting, if you're not living up to your own potential, your own kids see that and, and they think it's okay to, to cut corners and, and not really show up when it matters and where it matters. So I think just having kids, you know, just uh, puts a little bit more of um, a magnifying glass on yourself and, and really making sure that, you know, you are being the example. What made you decide to start your own business? I would say confidence is something that, you know, I got from my mom. You know, here my mom was raising me on her own. We weren't rich by any means. She's a social worker in California. Mm-hmm. California has a high cost of living. She's working for the county of San Diego. Right. So it's not like she's making a, b- a bunch of money, you know, so so we're living paycheck to paycheck. Right. And, you know, my dad mm-hmm. is just out of the picture. Right. He's not helping financially, physically all of the above. So it's just my mom and I, you know, there was definitely times where we bounced around a lot. You know, we lived in a hotel for a period of time. We stayed at a, a friend's house, my 10th grade of, of school. We didn't have our own home. So we stayed at, at their house for a number of months. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I remember asking my mom, as I got older, looking back, I was like, mom, like you were always just happy. You were always smiling on your face. You were always positive. I, I know you must have been going through some stuff. Like, how did you keep it all together? And she goes, you know, it, it was really hard. The times that I broke down, and I you know, needed to cry. I would just go shower. You know, my mom never talked smack about my dad. She had every right to. So she just really, really was the example for me. And uh, my mom, you know, was just confident. She just knew she was going to find a way to make it work. She was going to find a way to make sure I was in school. She was going to find a way out to make sure that I still played sports. Like she might not have known right then and there at that given time exactly how it was going to happen. But she had a lot of belief in herself that she was going to find a way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I felt like some of that, that, that confidence transferred over to me. And um, when I got to a point where I knew enough about the product, knew enough about the service, 
you know, I, I had really, really good relationships, a good network. I had some money saved up. I just felt like, let me just throw that confidence in there. And, you know, I, I feel really good about making this happen because, you know, worst case scenario, I can just go back and be an employee, right? I think a lot of times we get so afraid of taking action because of, you know, it might not work out or, you know, we might fall flat on our face and people are going to, you know, laugh at us or we're going to embarrass ourselves, right? Your worst case scenario is probably not as bad as you think it is. And your worst case scenario, probably a lot of the times it's just where you are right now anyways, right? So it's like, what, what do you really, really, really have to lose when you start your own business? Good point. If you are unhappy in whatever situation you're in from a work perspective and you then take a chance on either changing your job and going to work for somebody else, or you decide to go off onto your own and you're letting the fear hold you back, you're staying stuck. You're not progressing. So very good point. Tell us more about your business and how did you make it into an excess, a successful business? So the business that I own helps people access money in their retirement accounts, penalty and tax free, where they can do things like fund their own business or pay off high interest rate credit card debt. Right now, there's a, a lot of people that you know are getting let go. They're quitting their jobs, mm-hmm. starting new businesses, and and businesses need what they they usually need money. Yeah. And there's a way that you can take your 401k from your old job or your IRA, right, your retirement account. And most people think that you can only use that money to invest in just the stock market, and that's it. And that's not true because there's a way for you to access your retirement account money, penalty and tax free. And use that money to fund your business. So you know, that, that's the space that we are in. We've got uh, over a thousand customers in, in all 50 states. And we've helped people use money in their retirement account to start online businesses. Um, one of my favorite testimonials is, is one of our customers used her retirement account to start a school. And, uh, you know, her school has been open the last few years and she's been kicking butt. So it's, it's something that, you know, it, it came about when I used to work for a company that was in this space. So, you know, I've been in this space since 2014. I just happened to own, you know, my own company for, for the last about four and a half years. It all comes down to the team, right? Like you can only take your dream so far on your own. Eventually, if you want it to impact a lot of people, you you have to have a team. You you have to delegate. You have to have systems. You have to have processes. You have to have a Mm -hmm. culture. That's where other people come into play because you you can't do it on your own. You can do it on your own for only certain, for a certain uh, point in time. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or um, if you want to just stay at a certain level, it's uh, very hard to grow a large concern and support it with just one person. Yeah, very true. Exactly. Tell us about your financial literacy program and how it works. So basically we take someone that has an existing retirement account, like a 401k from an old job or an IRA. Mm -hmm. And over a series of phone calls, we educate them and we teach them how they can access that money penalty and tax free and, and use that money to, like I mentioned, fund their own business or, or pay off high interest rate credit card debt. So mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a few different options on, on doing that. And uh, mm-hmm. we take a, a really a hands-on approach in, in walking people through this step-by-step. I've got a lot of literature in the marketplace as well. I've got a book that I wrote that's a, an Amazon bestseller. It's called Blueprint to Your Best Retirement. And it teaches you how to use your retirement account penalty and tax free to fund your business. You know, a lot of articles that I've written for, you know, different publications like Forbes, you know, put a lot of content out 
on, on social media as well, you know, teaching people how all this works. So definitely a lot of free content out there in, in the marketplace. And then, you know, when it comes to for the people that are maybe a little bit more serious that have a retirement account that are thinking, oh, shoot, you know, stock market's been beating up my retirement account hasn't mm-hmm. been doing very well. You know, I'd love to control my money a little bit more. I'd love to know how I can access the penalty and tax free and, you know, maybe start this business over here. You know, those types of people that uh, would really benefit from from jumping on a call with us to to walk them through this step by step. Okay. well, I you know, I think the whole fact that you can show them how to do it penalty and tax free. But they still I just have one question about do they still have to put that money back into their retirement? It depends. If they're going to do it as a loan, then yes. Uh, there's a loan feature on one of the plans that we help people set up. So yes, they have five years to pay it back. There's an interest rate of prime plus one to two percent. So we're talking about eight to nine percent is the interest mm-hmm. rate right around there. And the mm-hmm. interest goes back to yourself. So essentially you're your own bank paying yourself back plus the interest. That's one way where it does require a, a payback. Another way is, you know, your your retirement account actually owns the asset. So like, for example, maybe you want to use your retirement account to invest into real estate and it owns a piece of that property. A lot of times that's not a loan. It's just your retirement account owns part of that asset, right? It's invested in, in, in that investment. So, you know, the gains that come from that investment just go back into the retirement account. So you're not paying, there's no kind of taxable event. So, just kind of depends on how you structure the deal. Okay. Is there any advice that you have for individuals that want to start a business? What kinds of things should they have in place before starting? I think personal credit is, is huge. I used a lot of 0% credit cards to get this business up and going and would not have been able to do that if I didn't have a good personal credit score. Mm-hmm. And a, a personal credit score is necessary to get business credit. So right. personal credit, a lot of that has to do with you know making payments on time. So really make sure you're not late making payments mm-hmm. and then your utilization rates, you know, really making sure that you understand what day of the month your credit card company reports the balance to your credit card on your credit card to the credit bureaus. You know, there, there's a few credit bureaus out there that actually give you the credit score. You know, that mm-hmm. 750 credit score you have, that is given to you by a bureau, a credit bureau. Well, that credit bureau gets information from your credit card, like how much do you owe on the credit card? What's the limit on the credit card? You know, they, they say you want to keep your credit card balances under 10 to 30% of what you have. So for example, if you've got a $10,000 credit card, you know, you want to make sure that you don't have a balance higher than $3,000 on that credit card when that credit card reports the balance to the bureau. Because if it does, that's going to negatively impact your credit score, right? If you have a maxed out credit card and that credit card balance is reported to the bureau, your credit score is not going to be good, right? So just really understanding those types of things, because that's going to allow you to have a good personal credit score. And it's always nice to have access to the bank's money, you know, when you need it, especially, uh, you know, loans, you want to make sure that you're not having to pay a really high interest rate. Okay. And how do people go about finding out when the credit card companies report into the credit bureaus? Yeah. So you can always just call your credit card and just ask them, Hey, what day of the month do you guys report my balance to the credit bureaus? When I first started kind of monitoring my credit, 
I used Credit Karma. I'm not the biggest fan of Credit Karma because I, I do think there's other platforms out there that are more accurate. Credit Karma, you know, just sells your information. And I've been getting so many phone calls trying to sell me stuff since uh, I signed up Credit Karma. So this is me not endorsing Credit Karma by any means. But what I do like about Credit Karma is when you look at your credit card balances, it shows the date that the credit card was reported the balance to TransUnion, for example. That's that's yeah. a credit bureau. So that's mm-hmm. one way to do it. You know, you also also can call the banks, you know, and ask that question as well. Well, Daniel, it's been a pleasure talking to you. There's information that I didn't know about. I'm sure the, the listeners didn't know about it either. Where can they find you if they want to learn more or might even want to borrow some of that money from their 401k? Yeah, best place would be DanielBlue.me. That's DanielBlue.me. That's my main website. You can get the copy of the book that I mentioned, Blueprint to Your Best Retirement, teaches you how to access your retirement account penalty and tax-free. Hard copy, Kindle, it's on Audible as well. You can get, uh, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of those free articles that I wrote on Forbes that you can check out. All my social media handles are there. And then if I've got your wheels turning and, and you've got an existing retirement account and you're not too happy with it because you know maybe the stock market's not treating you too well right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of people right now I know are are not doing too well with their retirement accounts with the stock market. But you know, if you like the idea of accessing that money penalty and tax free, there's some steps that you can take on, on how to do that there on the website. Okay. Daniel, I thank you for the wealth of knowledge that you've uh, bestowed upon us today because it's a lot. <laughs> And I really appreciate you being on this show. It was a delight to talk to you. Sweet. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Thanks for listening. And your support's a blessing. If you enjoyed the podcast, give us a positive rating on Apple. It will help our podcast ranking on all the major sites like Apple, Google, Spotify, etc. We release new podcasts every two weeks on the first and third Wednesdays. Now your support is needed. Keep listening and share these career-changing podcasts with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and anyone else you feel it will bless. In addition to the major sites, they can also find these podcasts on my website at insiderscareerclub.com. Now, if you're not happy with your career, let me help you. I can help you get your career on track. Sign up for a free coaching call with me today. Before you go, let's speak victory over you. You have a bright future. Good breaks are looking for you. And new doors are about to swing wide open with opportunity. Believe it. Until next time, take care. Take care.